Hello, and welcome once again to another episode of the How Long to Beat podcast. Slightly earlier for us, but it should come in at that same time for you this week. Uh, as always, I'm Rick, joined by Alex and Paula. Um, and in a return to regular formatting, uh, we're going to be talking about what we've beaten, retired, played. We're going to turn to a topic, which this week is uh, the Switch not so pro. Um, so we'll talk about that, maybe a bit more about hardware revisions in general. Uh, we'll see where that conversation takes us. Um, I'm really unprofessional. I don't know if we've got a question. We do have a question that we'll turn to uh, right before everyone's favorite. How, How long, long to, to beat be the, the game? game? Nice. I just need to reset myself. It's, the audience won't have heard it, but I am. <laughs> Paula, tell us about the Banner Saga. Yes. Ooh, this week I just before this per- just before this podcast I've been the Banner Saga for Nintendo Switch. And this is a strategic game where your decisions outside of battle also matter. And actually like your units, um if you lose anyone, it's probably because you made a bad decision outside of the battle, which on one hand it is it is neat, but on the other hand, if you're like playing the battles perfectly, it feels kind of bullshit. Hmm. Overall, the game um, battle system was pretty good. The story didn't like um, catch me as much as I thought it would, but though it had like some very interesting plot, uh, plot points or bits of information that they could do something with, but they didn't. I also read that the the first game is like chapters one to to six of the like overall trilogy, and that these games should be like enjoyed like all three together. Which, well, fine, I guess, because and because that ending was like so not ending that actually like dampened my experience. Oh, and Alex is nodding on the other side of my screen as well. So that's not just a you thing. Oh, no, I, I actually remember really enjoying the game, but I also understand everything that Pal was saying about it. Like, it's been a long time since I played it, to be honest. But really, this mm-hmm. game is like, and when you look at how long it takes, it's like 10 hours. To be honest, one, two, and three are one game, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Even pricing wise, they it like evens out to about one game. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yep. yeah. Yep, very much. Um, I found interesting that some of your units could take like the uh, different like sp- um size of spaces on the map, mm-hmm. and it actually like uh was very important because you could block out the bigger units by having like uh, some smaller guys like hanging just around it, so that way your more sque- squishy units would be safe from uh whatever the enemies were i I actually don't remember like the the term they use for the species i do have the banner saga too i picked both of them up like on a sale for like two bucks on the Nintendo switch depending on how much i enjoy the second gaming series i might or might not get the third hmm. do i want to uh give it like the benefit of the doubt uh mainly because since they were like released like two years apart of each other. I hope that they like fix some of the little things I had trouble or I have issues with. Uh, overall, good game. Not something I would like jump at the chance to play again. Yeah. But but yeah, like for a tactical uh, tactical game 
tactical video games fan. Uh, they, I think they might enjoy it, especially if you're not like playing it before some of the more well-known games, because you do miss some of the features the other tactical turn-based games have. Well, like quality of life stuff, do you mean? Or? Some is quality of life, and also like the variety of units you have, because sometimes I just felt I was like repeating actions over and over again without doing much of, without strategizing a whole lot and still like went through the battles just well, just uh, without any any issues, except in the final battle that I don't know what happened there, but it seems you were supposed to hit the final, the, the final boss a certain way and I didn't. And the game just froze on me like in idle animation for all of the characters. And I waited, and I waited. I waited. I turned up the volume just to to make sure they weren't like saying anything. I know the game just froze, so I had to restart the battle. So yeah, Rick, save me. What have you been playing? <laughs> Before I do, I actually, I actually want to let you wallow just a little bit further. So I, I have sort of a weird history with the Banner Saga series in that I own the first one on mobile, but the only one I've actually played. I don't know if any, if either of you are even aware that this existed. Uh, they had a free-to-play like online version called the Banner Saga Factions. And it was just the combat component, like, separated into its own little thing. So I know a little bit about the combat. What I'm curious about, because the combat system's kind of weird in that you have a shield, and, and you mentioned this last week, Pat, and you have a health. Uh, and yeah. your damage, a little bit like Advance Wars, is directly related to how much health you have left in terms of how yeah. much output you do. Does that health, like, fully replenish between missions, or is that tied to the story? So I can imagine that being super frustrating if you, like, take a few heavy hits in one battle, and then you roll into the next, and you have to sort of carry those through uh, those replenish each time you start any battle and sometimes when okay. there's like two battles like back to back you get your units with full health again the chill oh, i never okay. understood much like i think it has to do with the um what's the the the, the, the there there's instances where you where when your units won't have like a hundred percent chance of hitting an enemy i think that has to do with the shield so you have like to lower the teal to make sure your uh, your attacks hit. Well, there's but, two uh, different types of attack, aren't there? There's a shield attack and there's a health attack. Yeah. And the the shield the the more shield you have, like you say, the more damage reduction there is, and also percentage chance affected. Uh, so that you you're sort of incentivized in a way to risk reward, taking shield yeah. and leaving the person capable of still doing full damage, versus. A slightly lower percentage chance, but limiting um, their damage output immediately if it hits. Yeah, but she I says with authority like to the, the person who just played the game. <laughs> yeah, like the the chill thing, I think it could have been like more polished in the sense that there were like a couple of items in the game that would, if you equip them to a character, the character will never miss. Like it negates the need of a shield entirely. Okay. So I did that, and it was kind of broken. So whenever uh, uh, an enemy with a high shield stat would arrive, I, I just used the guy and demolish it. Yeah. And now having answered... Oh, sorry, go on. Go on oh, go on. I was just saying, I remember playing the first two. I actually never played the third only because... Like I played them on the PS4, and by the time the third came out, I think I like just wasn't playing on the PS4 anymore or something. And so I was like, mm. <laughs> and then like thinking about it, I was like, I made all these decisions. I don't really want to go back and do it again. So I'm just like, play the first two, and they were fun. 
it's kind of the downside of that sort of development path. I mean, it makes sense. You know, you put the first one out, you're guaranteed, you're, you make money off of it. And then it's like, okay, well, now we have development for the second one, right? Instead of making like a giant project that you might never get finished. But yeah. yeah. And they kickstarted it as well. So that was yeah. even more of a consideration. Yeah. So are you not like bothered about those choices and finding out where they go ultimately? Me? I feel like, yeah, I feel like that'd be the kind of thing that would bug me. Like if you finish Mass Effect 2 and just no. like, oh, I've not got the Xbox out anymore. I don't want to play the it's third one. Like I don't want to Mass do those Effect, again. though. It's very different. Like, no? You know, oh, okay. like, I mean, the choices are important, but I found that they were more important on like a, like they didn't feel necessarily like long ranging, huge ones. They felt more important mm-hmm. on like a turn to turn basis in the sense of where it's like, they're really important for the journey. Uh, those choices like they're going to affect your journey but like ultimately i don't know if they're like how much i felt they affected like the overall necessarily i mean do you know what i, I don't okay. know this is, it's sort of hard to explain it's like in mass effect i felt like you're often making decisions where you're like this is going to affect the very end of this trilogy you know what i mean where it's like this is going to affect uh-huh. the end of your game whereas banner saga i think focuses less on the idea of some grand conclusion and more on your choices mattering in this kind of constant unfolding, right? Like some of your decisions will matter now, some of them will matter later, but they're not like weighted as in like, do this right now or you're not going to get this at the end. It's like, do this and it and it branches your game out. Like it's just more about the journey, I guess, which sort of sounds sort of weird. But... It's not about the destination. But yeah. yeah. I, I, <laughs> I know what you mean. The There's less of a, a, a long-term impact almost. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Does that hold? Does that okay. does that make sense, Paula, from what you're experiencing? Yeah, it. I don't know if you can hear it, but someone in the construction is hammering on something like really hard. I can only hear a slight sound, but not much. <laughs> I I was going to say while we're talking about noises, an ice cream truck came past very very loudly, and I'm hoping that that didn't come through the audio. Nothing on no, my end. <laughs> we'll find out. Well, hopefully the construction is not that big of a deal right now. Hopefully. Seems fine. So, like, it does make a lot of sense to me. Also, the way the the game ended, it was, like, with absolutely no conclusion whatsoever. Yeah. But it, it didn't have, like, a cliffhanger or anything that would, like, make you want to play the next game. Yeah, it's... I remember that, too. It's more like a... Because it's all about this, like, journey, right? Like, you're trying to get your caravan to this one place right and so you know you sort of joked last time it is like viking oregon trail like honestly um it's like can you get people where you need to go which is the reason why i trail Trail. yeah there we go that's what you said yeah which is actually why i enjoyed it because i found that it was very um it's just kind of unique in that sense of where it's like the the stakes of the game is just get there right um uh-huh. yeah but i can also understand how that could be a little bit like not as interesting like especially if you're used to playing something maybe like fire emblem which usually has like a like a big stakes reason why you're doing things you know like there's usually like big like time defying you know what i mean whereas like banner saga is a little more pared down um in that sense yeah, yeah. but not only that but i like that satisfying ending like uh, i don't even care if it was like it is like this great stake story mm. but if the ending is like so i want to say weird and open-ended mm. it kind of like makes you think like okay i played this entire game but i have no closure right so it, it felt kind of weird because i'm not i'm not the kind of uh, player that goes after the, those endless games 
Mm. And when I do have like one endless kind of game, it does have like, I want to say like a sequence of, or a credit or something like makes it all like worth it or like make makes you feel like, yeah, this is a good endpoint. This is a good mm. note to end in. Closure so, That's why yeah. they're like, play the second one, then the third. <laughs> but I get what you're <laughs> saying. Because <laughs> like, yeah, you know, that's the cheeky response. But like, I get what you mean. Like in Mass Effect, each one has like, what I think is a satisfying conclusion. There's lots of debate about uh-huh. the third Mass Effect, but I, I found when they edited it, I was like, oh, I enjoyed that ending. But yeah, each one, like you're saying, it has like a solid conclusion to it with an overarching thing. But yeah, I think Banner Saga, even I remember, I think that first one sort of ending in that way where you're just kind of like, oh, we're done. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that happened. Oh, well, that's yeah. me. <laughs> nice. Okay. Well, right, right then. Uh, I'll... Yeah. I was going to say, I would turn to you, Alex, but um, you, you have no completions. I got nothing. So uh, I, will, I will take us straight through. I, by contrast, have lots of completions exclusively to the PlayStation Vita. So uh, there's four games. They're all Vita games. Um, the first one, which I've spoken about for a couple of weeks on the bounce, is Uppers. Uh, I finished it. I bum-rushed the end um, a little bit. And, and it was one of those where the, the RNG that I talked about last week did sour me a little bit. Ultimately, I still had a great time. I do think it was a little bit overlong, and I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people, but I did have a good time with it. The one I played after, and I, I really don't think I would recommend, unfortunately, uh, is a game called Dull Grey I sometimes use. So this is a short, supposedly award-winning, but I don't know what, what awarding body gave this. <laughs> anything. Um, it's a really, really short visual novel, and it's all about choices. And, and there is something thematic there, but it doesn't quite click so that the concept is that you are um, a young child of a single parent family your father's died and your mother's um taking you to this place in a sort of post-apocalyptic world where your job is sort of assigned to you by program or your options are given to you by program uh, and your options are either to be a lamplighter or a tarryman what they are is not important for this discussion but at, at various points in that narrative you have the option to say you want to be one or the other. And I don't really want to spoil the twist in the way that they invert that uh, for anyone who wants to play it. But what they did with it, while I understood it, I actually didn't find it very satisfying, Uh, particularly because the, the way that the route actually goes, even when you do hit that novel thing that it's going for beyond the choices that it presents you, the, the actual narrative doesn't really change. In, in, in terms of the beats that you hit in the places you go. So you're essentially playing the same visual novel and it's a short 20-minute, very, very linear one. You're playing the same visual novel even if you get everything immediately four or five times through back to back to back to see all the endings. And that's assuming you do it perfectly. If you don't do it perfectly, uh, like I didn't, and you need a few tries to, to twig into what it wants you to do, uh, you could play through it as many as 10 times. And even when you're sort of rapidly skipping through it doesn't get much quicker. So it. I wonder whether this is maybe what you talk about in terms of artistry not going very well, by contrast to 13 Sentinels, of it not being done very well. Wait, what? A conch- <laughs> what? Don't, don't, don't you worry about it. You mean don't they both don't do it very well? Or... <laughs> no, it's the exact opposite of what I was saying, and I'm sure the audience got that. Um, it. They swung for the fences and they missed, but gotcha. they put it on Vita, so they got my money anyway. So ah, okay. 
every everyone's a winner except me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I finished with that very quickly and moved on to a game called Thy Sword, which is a 2D sort of retro platformer e thing. Didn't like it as much as I thought I would, based on some of the, the creators that I'd seen talking about it when it got a Vita release. I was expecting to to find something not similar to Siberian, which is, is a Vita game that I really, really enjoyed, but something that, that sort of scratched that same itch. And I didn't really get that. I felt like it outstayed its welcome a little bit. I felt like it was um, a little bit overly difficult for the sake of being difficult, not, not a proper challenge, um, just sort of cheapness. Um, I still had a good time with it. But I, I probably went in with slightly too high expectations and, and that pegged it down a little bit. It doesn't do anything special. If you like the look of it, you'll probably enjoy the play of it. But it's not not something that I'd say you have to go out and look at now kind of thing. It was, you know, it was fine TM. And then the, the last one, which I did really enjoy, actually, um, was Astro Aqua Kitty. So I, I think I mentioned this last week. I think I'd started it last week. I played a lot of this game over the, over the couple of days after that um, to beat it. I, I didn't realize it was as long as it was. So I, I spent, I think, just shy of eight hours playing the thing. And more more of what I said last week, really, I really enjoyed the way that it took the, the controls from the original game, which was like a Defender-like, and put them into a larger map, gave you some more options with weapons, um, and, and gave you more variety in terms of the challenges that you faced with it. I don't think they gave you enough variety. I think it ran on a little bit too long. There are eight worlds. I think really they, they probably could have capped it at six and it would have been better. Particularly as the final world is four obnoxiously tedious drawn out battles followed by a, a final slightly more obnoxious battle. So it's like a, a boss gauntlet, but not in a good way. So the way that they set them up in the final world is that to, to get to the, the core thing that you need to defeat you have to destroy a set amount of the level geometry around it because of the corruption that's going on, which is kind of boring because you have a stamina meter, which doesn't do a lot except just artificially impede you at certain points. And this is one of the points where it's really a pain point because you're like, right, I've got to destroy all these walls. You've killed all the enemies, but it's like, I've got to destroy enough of this for the gem to appear. And then you get to a point where it's like, right, I've run out of bullets now, so I've just got to sit and wait for a minute for my thing to recharge so that I can fire some more bullets at the wall. This is riveting gameplay. And, and there, there were sort of brief pockets of that throughout the game where there was a shortfall between what you had available to you to do and what, what, would, what you would have needed for it to be fun to do it. Um, things where I think the, de- the developers inexperienced with that genre maybe showed a little bit because it, it it's an rpg but the while the xp system is really well pitched and it's a really nice curve from level to level to level that doesn't necessarily hold true for the upgrades or the guns um i felt like once i'd found a pairing that worked really well i had no real incentive to try anything different i think that tied into the variety a little bit there's only so many ways that that you can dress up the gameplay that they've got there again i think that that showed through more than more that you played but this is another one where i feel like focusing on the negatives ignores the positives because it it, it felt really close to like a nine and nine and a half if they trimmed it down a little bit editorialized it a little bit maybe polished certain aspects of it um but as it was it was a really good eight and it, it engaged me a lot for for significant chunks of time 
and I think I would recommend it, especially if you've got a Switch or a Vita. I feel like it's perfect as a handheld pick-up and play thing. I wouldn't necessarily want it on a on a TV or a console. But ultimately, I did have a really good time with it. And if if you're looking for a, a 2D sort of shoot 'em up the action RPG hybrid thing, and you've already played the Velocity games, which are miles and away better than this, you should definitely check this out. I did think it was really good. And I should probably roll us into the retirement because <laughs> I'm the only person that's got one. Yeah, you're the um, only retirer today. <laughs> and it's a fifth Vita game. Would you believe it? This is, is the recently released Sturmfront The Mutant Wars uh, Farewell Edition, which is one of the last few Vita games coming. There's a Gluck coming out on the 20th. So in a couple of weeks' time, I'll probably have another Vita splurge in terms of playthroughs. Um, there's a few I'm quite excited to get my hands on when they drop. This one I was quite excited for. Ultimately, I was a little bit disappointed by. So it's a retro s top-down shooter. It does change things up a little bit. You have a flamethrower as well as your main gun. And the flamethrower has a specific role in clearing out nests, but it also has a very finite but replenishable ammo supply. The problem is I think it maybe leans a little bit too much into the retro. And there's also elements of it, it being a little bit rushed to get on Vita in time that, that affect the port. Because this is on Switch and, and PlayStation and, and all the other things already. So if I take those in terms, so in terms of leaning into its retro a little bit too much, I don't know whether I'd maybe call it overall jank to a degree as well. You, you move far mm. too slowly. You move painfully slowly. By contrast, there are enemies that move incredibly fast, fast enough that by the time you see them, they're inside your guard because there's a gap between your player sprite and the point at which your bullets start firing. So the enemy can be there and you're moving and there's a couple of agonizing seconds where it's like, I know you've got me. I can't hit you. You're going to hit me eventually. And then it collides with your hitbox. The other things that don't collide with your hitbox are the pickups. And I, I would find myself having to stop looking at the enemies and make a special point of directing my character to twig the exact sort of couple of pixels that the pickups would require for you to, to trigger them. And there, there were a couple of other little things like that. And I'm sure there would have been more if I played further than I did, mm. um, where it just felt a little bit archaic and, and like it had come from that time, but not in a good way. And, and then in terms of the port being a little bit rushed, um, I think it's a Unity game, so that doesn't help because Unity just doesn't run well on Vita. It's not well optimized at all. But there were instances where the text was far too small, where they, they clearly hadn't like reshaped the boxes or done anything about that. Uh, load times were a bit hazy. And I, I think that probably ties into general jank a little bit as well, albeit for a slightly different reason. Um, I wouldn't even say it was bad. Like the, There was fun to be had there, but I'd played for about 25 minutes. I'd gotten to level seven or five, five or seven, I think it was, because the way it does level numbering is a bit weird as well, because you have like an overworld and then you get to like the, the bit where the boss is of each level. And that seems to be the even anyway. <laughs> um, I'd gotten to world five or seven and I'd played for about 25 minutes. And I sort of checked myself and I thought, you know what? I've played it. I've had a bit of fun. I don't really want to carry on. So I put it down. Good for you. <laughs> and that doesn't... Yeah, yeah, it's one of those. And I think on Switch especially, again, it's one of those where I think it, it probably benefits from the pick up and put down if you do click with it. I would imagine the Switch port is better. Uh, and if it sounds like it's good, and speaking of sound, the, the soundtrack was phenomenal. I need to find it out. Mm. Find it at some point on YouTube or something. It's proper chuggy sort of dark metal like 80s stuff in a really really good way if it if it sounds like your jam check it out on switch or maybe pc i'd say I, I wouldn't look at the vita port of that one unfortunately and then 
in terms of playings, I mean, we'll come back to me, but mine, mine's broadly the same. But let's let you guys have yeah, a chance sure. to talk. Our turn to jump. Um, <laughs> Alex, what, what have you been playing? Yeah, so I've literally only been playing two games this week because I've been playing two monsters. Um, playing Pokemon Prism still, still friggin' loving it. I've, I've sort of um, like rested it like a little bit just because crosscode's leaving game pass soon so i was like i want to be crosscode um and i was like i can play pokemon prism whenever i want but i'm about four badges in only 10 out i'm 10 hours in i've got four badges and there's fucking 20 badges so i'm like it's going for a while yeah i i i'm freaking loving this game it is so good like it's just i don't know for like a pokemon game it is the perfect game the perfect game to play while you're just like watching tv or some shit or just chilling out like I just, I, I love having a game like that, you know, like I, <laughs> I finally bit the bullet and like, you know, listened to all the YouTubers and got curiosity streams. So I'm just watching documentaries and like, it is the fucking perfect documentary game. Cause like, I don't even have to look at it sometimes. I'm just like, all right, what do I have to do? Good. Got it. And I keep going. And then it's like, Ooh, we play it. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I just, I'm one of those people who I love having a game like that where you can just sit there. You don't really have to listen to it too much. You can just go to town, which might sound like a knock on it, but like I, it's also good enough that you could like sit and like play it, play it, which I do from time to time. Cause every once in a while I'll be like, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, play it while watching something. And then I'm like getting really into what's going on. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, but uh, yeah, Pokemon Prism is good. It has some really cool, like, uh, I, I, like, kind of like you know in legend of zelda when you'll go underground and it's like you it becomes like a side scroller but like it's not really a side scroller like it's still clearly from a top-down perspective uh mm-hmm. it's that kind of thing right and, and i mean that in a sense where it's like you don't you can't like suddenly jump you're like still obviously just navigating your character with the same ways but there's like some fun puzzles and stuff that you can do in a bunch of like dungeons and things when you're like fighting they're, they're called like the pallet patrollers they look like power rangers honestly <laughs> and they're like all like these different colors but they're actually like have good pokemon and are interesting to fight so yeah anyway i'm really enjoying it thus far and it's blowing me the fuck away that this is a fan game like i just i was like if 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 the pokemon company had released this game i would not have bat an eye like it it just perfectly makes sense you know so yeah they should hire some of these people they're great <laughs> fans are fucking great yeah i say you know from the sonic mania games yeah seriously right yep. game rather just fucking yeah. hire them and release a fucking game boy color game you know like who cares they'll just make tons of money it's not like they're making new pokemon they're just reusing the old ones they'll make bank anyway but uh don't give them any ideas i know right i'm also like <laughs> but at the same time i'm like no don't let me just download it <laughs> uh <laughs> But I'm also playing CrossCode a lot. I've I've cooled like a tiny bit on this game. Not like a, a ton. It's just... So like, as I've gotten a little further in, there's a section in the, in the eighth chapter, eight out of like 10 of them, where you have to do a series of like three dungeons kind of like in a row. And they're just... They're, they're really... They're, they're pretty big. And it's just, it's just a lot of fucking puzzles. And like your brain just kind of by the end of it, like I literally yesterday was about to start the third, like a biggest one of them. And I was like, I'm fucking done. Like there was a puzzle. You know, when you hit a point where you see a puzzle and like your brain's not even like, I don't even want to try. Like that's what happened to me. I was like, I don't even want to fucking try to complete this. I'm done. I'm fucking done. So I was like, I just like backed off and like read a book. But it's like, you know, like pacing was going quite well, I found to an extent and then it it sort of halted and like and the game even sort of comments on it because they're playing an mmo right and so some of the characters will be like guys we just did two fucking dungeons let's take a break you know like and they sort of do, do they, they kind of give that like hint to it but realistically i mean unless you just stop playing the game for a little bit you know what i mean like i'm like i don't 
love that necessarily as like a, a solution when like they mention it. I'm like, well, no, if you want me to take a break from the dungeons, then give me a break give from the break fucking from dungeons. dungeons. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the Nintendo conundrum, isn't it? Have you, yeah. have you put the Wiimote down and stepped outside at all? No, and it's none of your fucking business, Nintendo. I know, right? <laughs> I was like, no, make your game fucking... Uh, yeah, but anyway. And also, there's a boss that I fought in one of these fucking temples. People will know when you get there. It's like a blob boss. It's a bullshit boss. Like, it really is. Like, it was not a fun boss. Um, I even looked up... I, I looked... I was like, crosscode, fucking jelly boss. That's what I Googled. And of course, it popped up. First hit was the first thing. And I was like, I fucking knew it. I knew there was many people who were pissed about this uh. boss. So anyway, but I have to say, in a game wherein that's kind of like the only complaint I have, I'm like pretty pleased, especially where I'm like, I'm almost 30 hours into it. And I'm like, all right. Like I've been playing a lot of it and I'm doing a lot of stuff in it. So I'm like, all right, okay, okay, fine. I can give that. And also they have great difficulty sliders because like instead of a difficulty setting, they have like damage received frequency of enemy attacks. And you can lower those to like 20% or something. Love that. It's just a slider. Yeah, it's really awesome. And then puzzles as well. I don't know. I can't remember what the thing is, but there's a slider for the puzzles. And I've never tried that yet. Uh, who knows? Maybe I will because I'm getting too tired. Uh, but uh, I think it like simplifies the puzzles a little bit. Maybe it solves part of it for you. I'm not sure. Um, I have to check. But I know there's a slider for the puzzles. So that's really cool. That's really cool. But at the same time, like the game is meant to be challenging. And I don't know. It just doesn't feel good when you have to like bump something down because you're like, I know how to beat this boss, but it's a fucking pain in the ass and I don't feel like it, you know? Like, like it, it, that's kind of what happened. I was like, I know that I'd have to do something pretty much perfectly in order for it to work. And I was like, I'm not fucking with that, man. Like, I don't want to do that. You know, like I was like, I, I don't care enough. <laughs> um, and the trading system is kind of b- bullshit. And it, like, there's so many traders. There's so many of them. There's so fucking many. And you get all these like fucking things and I guess you're supposed to trade, but like, I don't, it's, it's a headache. It's a goddamn headache because you have to go to individual like trading stalls in order to like get better equipment, but you also have to like trade to get better stuff. But then also you'd kind of have to like grind through plants to get the equipment. That, anyway, I, I, I'm not, I'm not here for it, you know? Um, so like the core gameplay of it, the combat, I also, one other thing that sort of bugged me a little bit, you, you get these elements, right? There's four elements that you can receive. And you get the last two elements really late in the game, like in the eighth chapter. But you start with two of them. And there's this thing called elemental overload. So if you're using too many of your element attacks, eventually you'll overload and you can only use normal attacks. But like the elemental overload happens no matter which one you use. So if I'm using the ice one and then I switch to fire, it's still creeping up. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? Like, what the fuck is the point? There's literally no incentive to switch between them unless you think a certain attack's going to like hit uh, an enemy better but like you know like i was like why wouldn't you make it that the ice one overloads you can use your fire like why mm. wouldn't you let me do that instead it's like no they all fucking overload like it's uh, it just because then you're fighting a boss and you fucking overload and you're like all right well i guess i just have to fucking run around for a minute i just i really don't like that i just thought it was such a wasted opportunity and just like just kind of a dumb system. I don't even understand why the elements have to overload. You know what I mean? Like, I don't actually get it. I'm like, what is this doing? Like, what? it's not like I, it's not like I could spam it anyway. Like, do you know what I mean? And like, I'm going to anyway, because like, literally I'm going to use the elements to fight the enemies. And then when it overloads, I'm just going to fucking wait until it's ready. So like, 
what has this elemental overloading even done gameplay wise besides making me wait? You know what I mean? Like I was like, I was trying to figure out like, what's the purpose? Is it so that I'm like more strategic, but I'm like, not really. I'm just kind of waiting more. So I, I don't know. Yeah. With, with it being a unified bar, you can't really like you're, you're either waiting or you're waiting. Yeah. And like, if you use mm. your normal attacks, it'll like lower it like a little bit quicker, but like your normal attacks are so inefficient that what I've found is actually more efficient is to just dodge and swing at the air because hitting the enemies is risking you losing life and it's so inefficient that it's like, what's the point? So I don't know. It, it's bothering me a little bit. Like, And I'm noticing that I think with this game, even the achievements say this. Not a lot of people have gotten very far in this game, I don't think. Like, what's cool in Xbox is it shows you the percentage of players, like, who, who I think have played the game. Like Steam, get, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who get it. And it's like, it was a sharp drop off after the first, like, two or three chapters. Like, a really sharp drop off. And so, part of me is like wondering, like, uh, yeah, I think maybe. And it's so, I don't know. It's really good. I think it's bigger than it needs to be. Right now, it's sitting at like an eight for me. Like, it's it's a good game, and it's a fun game. I think it might be better on the Switch, maybe, because um, I think pick-up-and-play on this would probably be pretty fun. Um, like, an on-the-go version would be pretty nice. Um, but, yeah, I'm just not sure. There's just little things that are starting to eat at me a little, you know? Like, I was, like, really, really loving it. But one thing I will say is the music is fucking amazing. Even my girlfriend was like, like, I was like, do you want me to put headphones on? She's like, no, this music's, like, really chill. <laughs> I was like, cool sure like it's just very like relaxing and calming and soothing um the battle music of course is intense and good but like the normal music of it is, is pretty good so anyway i don't know i i just have like i don't want to come off as too overly negative because like i am quite enjoying it it's just you know i'm at that point in a game where like you're starting to just hit the little things that like at first they don't bother you but as you play it and you get better and like they compound and compound and compound and you're just like like because i had to rely on the trading at one point because yep. and it's that it's that thing from before where it's like i'm loving the game here's all the little pain points but that's what the conversation is i think we may have a little bit of a sound delay issue again oh, really oh i was fine but maybe i i don't know it's, i feel like you were talking and then i jumped in oh no there's definitely a delay there is absolutely a delay oh. well we can just pause here and um and just jump on to Zoom if you want. Yeah, let's just jump on to Zoom. I, I can just keep the recording going. I'll pause this. Okay. Paula, take a note that at like at about, you know, 37 or so minutes in, um, mm-hmm. that that went off. And then that way you can just clip it out. It shouldn't be too hard to clip out. I was done anyway, so this will be pretty easy. We'll just transition into uh, what someone else is playing. <laughs> yep. Hold on here. Oh, I have to open Zoom. Oh, before you close anything, am I back up to speed or is it still super delayed? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I think know. I, I think I'm back up to speed because you came back immediately. Oh, do you want to oh. just keep going then? I I think we can probably just keep going. I think my do you know what? It's weird. So the the internet is actually quite good, except when it isn't on the data. It's been it's been quite strange. So first few days I was here, it's super patchy and it's just seemed to gradually get better. And I have zero explanation for why that is. And I can't wait for them to fucking install the Wi-Fi. But uh, in the meantime, it being better generally is just a good thing. Well then, why don't, uh, but, I'll just lead in for Paola then. Okay. Yeah, sure thing. Perfect. All right, well, anyway, that's enough about my games. Paola, what have you been playing? 
I've been playing a little bit of the Legend of Zelda for the well, and by playing is I got a couple of more cowards. I haven't had like too much too, too much time to play lately. And the other one is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Again, I had to do some recording for the video talking about the database and like the motivations with the database and stuff. So I had to like run around the island and record uh, little clips of I don't know fishing, mm-hmm. uh, back catching and entering the store and the museum and stuff. Nice. Um, I wish I could play video games for my degree. <laughs> you can actually like make a video game uh, for your thesis if in in my, in my branch of the uh, up in the mirror because of nice. computers. Nice. I went into the wrong field. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, crack up. Oh, and the day I had to record that it was like yesterday, like a couple of hours before having to edit the actual video. Right was on my island. Like the first time I logged into Animal Crossing, like in a, in a week or two, and Red was there, like selling his uh, fort art and like wandering all and it's very fun because like the the knock of Mona Lisa looks just angry and it's funny. Is that how Red's always worked? Has he always had an, an actual artwork and just a few fakes as well? I always thought he just always sold fakes. At least in your eyes he has like one or two I think on my island I only seen like one of a ta- at a time but sometimes he can show up with multiple real art pieces. You have right. to inspect them, though, and that's the fun part because you you have to zoom in the art piece and like compare it like with a picture of an original one in your, I don't know in your phone or something if you don't like know the the piece of art. Right. Uh, so this is probably just my ignorance of the franchise. Thanks. I I only played Wild World and uh, I I just sort of assumed very quickly that he just sold forgeries um, and and stopped dealing with him at all. There you it, go. Could, it could be that way in prior games. I only know like how he works in New Horizons because it's the only game that I've played a whole lot of because I nearly by drop it at 20 hours or something like that. Uh, so yeah, that's been my week. How about you, Rick? Um, it's sort of weird because all the games I've played, I've, I've beaten. <laughs> so I've, I've still got Licked and Battle Mage and Front Mission Gun Hazard on my playing. I haven't touched Front Mission. And I've played maybe another five minutes of, of Lickton. I am I am thinking, unfortunately, that that's probably going to end up being a retirement just because, uh, mm. like I was saying in previous weeks, it, it's sort of falling a little bit short of what it sort of had an early promise that it could have been, which is a real shame because there, there's something there. And, and in the early half an hour, hour that I played, it felt like I was onto something special. And then... As the game goes on and it starts throwing more enemies at you, you start to realize why it's got a very mixed reception on Steam. And that that's quite sad. But, you know, it is what it is. We move on. Listen, I've, I've got... Oh, do you know what? That's a lie. I haven't put Wargroove on here. I've played, started playing Wargroove. Mm. I can't believe I didn't put that on the on the show notes. Uh, yes, so this week... Silly boy. <laughs> this month's Game of the Month Wargroove, I did, in fact, play a little bit of... Um, my screen's gone black. Can you still hear me? Yeah. We can hear you and we can see you. That's great. I can see two green squares. This is going to be another one for you to edit out. Hello, I'm really sorry. Let me hang up and join back in two seconds. Beautiful. <laughs> and we're fixed. I don't know. All right. Anyway. So you've been playing Wargroove. <laughs> this month's game of the month, Wargroove, I've played the opening two missions of 
so far I really like it. It's a little bit clip that that's not how I wanted to start that sentence. It's incredibly reminiscent of Advance Wars. That's clearly by design. I love the pixel art. I like the mechanics so far. It's another, I think I'd like it more on a Switch just because of like the the pick up and put down ability of a game like that. But the controls on PC are, are good. Um, looks good on the big screen. It, it's early days, but no complaints so far. I like it. Nice. And, yeah. Uh, I, I, sorry, go on. Oh, I was going to say, I played this one on the Switch and it's great on the Switch. Like it was just kind of. Perfect. It is amazing on the Switch. Yeah. Doesn't surprise me that that's where both of you played it. Uh, I I was uh, bribed for my game of the month vote with a free key, so <laughs> I was always <laughs> going to be playing on PC. Um, I straight up voted for this one too. Like I also voted War Group just because I was like, it just needs this, you know. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. I also have things in the phone back to it because of the extra. I think it has like an extra campaign or something like that. Yeah. No? Yeah, there's like a DLC thing or something. I, I remember someone mentioning that. Yeah, I have no um, interest going back. This game is hard as balls. <laughs> like, in a good way. I, I've heard that. People have been talking about getting to Act 3 and just being like, we're not good anymore. I need to bump the difficulty down. And that's probably going to be me bad, as well. Bad. So. It's pretty probably tough. Probably it's me. pretty tough. I mean, I didn't bump it down, but like, it's hard. If you don't play these this type of tactical game where it's like, you're gonna you're gonna kill a lot of your units. <laughs> uh, it's and, pretty tough, and not everyone's a veteran of the original fire emblems and like the gauntlets that you have to put yeah. themselves through to like do well there. So. Yeah, you're like an expert tactics player, Paula. <laughs> so that I have a little masochist problem because of Fire Emblem Awakening Lunatic. The flashbacks are real. Yeah, right. You played Fire Emblem Awakening Lunatic. Yeah, I don't General think you can comment on the difficulty of Wargroove. <laughs> okay, I just go to my corner now. <laughs> it wasn't that hard. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're real good at games. <laughs> this is the week you want to be editing, so you can clip it out. <laughs> oh dear. Um, should we move uh, on then? But yeah, I don't. I don't think. I was going to say, I don't think I've forgotten any more games. I'm pretty sure that is everything I've played. So, um, yes, topic. Yeah, big topic this week. So there was the <laughs> um, the new Switch Oh Lord edition just got uh, oh, released. <laughs> OLED. Yeah, Oh Lord is how I feel about it. Yeah, <laughs> um, The OLED fucking version, which, okay. So we're going to talk about hardware revisions this week in general. But I... Okay. This is the fucking stupidest thing I have seen come out of Nintendo in a long time. And like, I just, I know people are saying like, oh, no, you don't make sense. OLED is so pretty. And I'm like, oh, first off, the fucking PS Vita did this in 2011. The Fucking 10 years ago. I'm sorry. The- 10 fucking years ago. Um, <laughs> There's a meme doing the rounds comparing the two and it's fucking hilarious. Right? Like, because I, the, the Vita also had Bluetooth, which yes! Switch still can't do Bluetooth audio. Oh my God. I mean, that, credit where it's due, it's also running two Joy-Cons and there's into, but I, that also bollocks, you can make it work. Whatever. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> what? Uh, so like, yeah, fucking Vita had a touchscreen in the back. Anyway, I'm, okay, so... No one wanted the touchscreen at the back. That's not an argument in favor of the Vita. No, it's not. I don't, I don't give a shit about the Vita like anyway. Two actual games. Right, exactly. But Ugh. I just mean like it had a lot of shit on it. You know what I'm saying? Like there was a lot of stuff going on. Take that, thing. that back. <laughs> no, like I mean like I, it, it was able to do like a lot. On... But sorry, what were you going to say, Paula? Yeah, if there's something like going on with both the Switch and the Vita, is there, there are like 
a lot of features that are just there to be there. Um, <laughs> not many people use it, like the AR camera that is only used with Lavo. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Anyway, um, one thing I will say about this, that, and the reason why this makes no sense to me, is that they just released, like a year or so ago, the Switch Lite, which I bought one because genuinely, I fucking love that thing. It is so excellent. The form factor is incredible. It is super light. It is portable. That's what it's meant for. It has a great D-pad. Paolo's wrapping hers on screen yeah, right Paolo's now. Yeah, got hers. I got <laughs> mine right behind me charging um, on a nice little display. And then the next revision they make, the only benefits are for portable gaming. What the fuck? Like, I look at this thing. I go, why, why would you do this? Because genuinely so many of the people who bought this because they want to play portably have already bought it. And so what? Are you targeting people who haven't bought a Switch yet? Fucking newsflash. Everyone's still fucking buying Switches. Like, and also I'm not sure how well this is going to work because I'm certain these will sell. Obviously they'll sell. It's more expensive than the original Switch. If I'm a fucking parent, I'm just buying the original fucking Switch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't... I don't get it. I just, anyway, fucking hell. And it can't do 4K. In 2016, we could do 4K. Like, I know it doesn't seem like it's that important, but man, Monster Hunter Stories 2, frame rate is already shit. And this is a new game coming out that is console exclusive to the fucking Switch, man. Like, I, like, the Nintendo, you gotta power it up just a little bit, man. Like, even just a bit. And I mean, Sony and... Microsoft proved You've that got you could the Nintendo do this. power it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But seriously, right? Like I'm like, it, it, you know what? You could do it to the point where it's like you can still have the Switch be fine, and it, the Switch can still be the main thing. Like, look, I have a PS4, right? Like, I didn't have the PS4 Pro, but we all know that a lot of those fucking late game PS4 games they play so much better on the new one. But you can still play them on the PS4. You just heat up your entire home. <laughs> Which is what 13 Sentinels did. Oh my shit. You have a, a PS4 like just on the corner like ready to take off. It's a PS furnace is what it should be called. <laughs> hey. But do you know what I mean? Like I just, when I see this, I'm like, guys, like literally if they had just, and what I'm afraid of, what I'm genuinely afraid of is that Nintendo next year is going to announce a Nintendo Switch that is actually a better version that is like slightly better in the docked mode and that this is going to be like the nice one you get if you want portable gaming and there'll be like a nice one if you want a fucking you know good docked experience and wow what a pain in the ass that's going to be like i you know what i mean like i just i i feel it coming um anyway whatever i'm done i hope not this. <laughs> yeah rick you're I, like please god no <laughs> yeah and, and before i jump in i just want to uh i want to shout out what you I think you'd stolen the joke to be fair, but the joke that you made when you put the, uh, the video in our little group chat, which was, and the crowd went mild. Yes. <laughs> that joke is beautiful. <laughs> so, my situation is slightly different to Alex and Paola's in that mm -hmm. I don't own a switch yet. So yeah. I was sort of waiting for what, what was expected to be the pro and having seen, I understand why they've not called it the pro, whether or not there's <laughs> another revision coming down the line as a switch virgin. I like all the changes they've made. Heard uh, OLED, you know, whatever. Um, I I play, like, I own an OLED and an LCD Switch, and I play Switch, Vita, Vita yeah. and I play the LCD far more because everything else bar the screen is better, and the screen is only noticeable to me if you have them side by side. 
I like that they're getting rid of some of the bezels. Mm-hmm. I like that the kickstand will withstand more than a mild breeze. Yeah, that makes way more um, sense. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I my brother's got a switch, so I've played one, and it's funny because the, the kickstand's on one side, and so if you look at the wrong side, funny, it just topples anyway. It's oh. not even a. Yep. <laughs> It's not a competent stand. Um, it should like, have just been this stand from the start. Like, honest to God. Yeah. It makes no... Like, yeah. yeah like, we'll we'll get that, into this when we... Sorry, go on. Like, I think that happened uh, sometimes when I, like, you're trying to play, like, on the board. Like, the stand's just, like, bends, like, the other way. Like, all the other way. It just snaps it off. falls flat. It's yeah. not off, and I have to put it, like, on again. I also love oh. the, the Anakin meme that was, like, you fixed... The, the, the Joy-Con drift, though, right? <laughs> you fixed the drift, though, right? <laughs> like, like, you know these fucking things are going to fucking drift so bad. Like, oh, my God. Oh, uh, Nintendo, no, that what the fuck? Oh. Because, like, I'm... on the second, like, uh, you you fixed the Joy-Con drift, all right? It could have just, like, gone up camera or something. Because <laughs> it is very bad. good, yeah. yeah. If, the, if the bottom half of the meme's just, like, off-center. Right? God damn. <laughs> There was never any uh, Joy-Con drift. It, I, Sorry, right? <laughs> that's all right. It's the uh, the Apple approach. A small number of our users experienced an issue. I thought it's not a small fucking number. Yeah. Anyway. This is what drives me nuts, though. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paula. Uh, some some friends on another group chat were, like, memeing about the Nintendo Switch OLED. Mm. And one of them was like, you know what? I want that fucking port because, like, I was trying to look for the the ethernet cable to usb connector or something like that and i couldn't find it fucking anywhere mm. but uh so it's like we we've we, we've reached a point where the actual port is more interesting than the switch than the actual switch unit for some players because is, they can't yeah. get their hands on a fucking adapter yeah, which is and this so is an fun. interesting argument on the price because the difference in the internal storage which has been doubled and what you'd spend on a third-party uh, LAN adapter. And this isn't a justification of the price increase, but if you're someone who was going to buy an SD card and that adapter, that's most of the difference in price made up already. SD we'll get cards to it when are we so talk about... cheap now. <laughs> a, a 32 gigs, like £10, if that. Yeah. But that, that's the thing. £10 for that, 30 for a LAN adapter, £10 to lose the bezels. And you, you've sort of justified the cost. But then it's it's three or four years on and all those internal components are cheaper. So it's a, a, a non-argument. Um, yeah. I, I, we'll come to this when we get to hardware revisions generally. The, these kinds of things are why I generally wait for the mid-season refresh before I, mm. I touch hardware anyway. It's served me well for just about everything. I hope to God that they don't announce another one next year because I'm planning on buying this one so I can play Shin Megami Tensei 5. <laughs> I just honestly think it is. Like, I really think... Because, like, look, Nintendo... Okay. Well, they've got to announce something, haven't they? Because it's effectively, like... what, what they released was outdated at the time of release. Yes. Like that, that Tegra chip yeah. is not as powerful as a PS4, let alone a PS5. Right. <laughs> you can you can make the argument, and it sort of holds water, but it sort of doesn't, that Nintendo operate in their own pool separate from PlayStation and Xbox. It's like, well, that's fine if you don't want any of the bigger third parties. And, you know, maybe you don't, but then you're also going to hamstring what you do want on there, you know, that the ports are severely limited. What Nintendo can do with it is relatively limited. Games that that are the lifeblood of that thing, which are the great indies that would have in, in years past been on Vita and are now sort of moving from Vita mm-hmm. forwards and also downwards from PC. 
aren't in a position to run properly anymore because the the demands that they make on that system it's not able to keep up with. They still haven't put fucking folders on the thing. That's a, a side issue. Well, um, and my problem too is that it's no longer just a handheld, right? Like, I would honestly say, like, there's an argument to be made for something like when the Game Boy came around. Like, that was like running on a fucking toaster, right? Like, it was just like table downgrade. <laughs> but the reality was you were making games for that, right? Like, that's what it was for. Now it's like the problem with the Switch, and it's a good and bad thing, is that well, shit's got to run docked. So, like, it also has to be this, like, home console experience while also being a portable experience. So you can't really feasibly be just making lower, you know, intensity DS games anymore, right? And, like, which was a fucking... Anyway, that was a heavenly era. The DS, man, oh, God, there's so many good... Mm. I just got the JRPG, like, the bitmap books thing, like, on the history of JRPGs, and, like... What a console for JRPGs. There's holy the there's some bangers. shit! There's some <laughs> bangers! Uh, but on the flip side, it's also got to run handheld. So anyone who yeah. thought that you were going to get 4K power out of this thing was out of their fucking minds. I'm sorry. It just was never going to happen. Now, if mm-hmm. they do release a new one, and I think I think at this point, because the, the, the next-gen consoles from the other manufacturers are out, I don't think it's to pro. I think, if anything, what you get is the Switch 2, Tegra G2 Boogaloo, and it's a whole new console, plays all the Switch games, but it's the same form factor, and it, it's powered up to the max sort of thing and i think if anything with the silicon shortage you don't get that next year you get that the year after my 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 working theory is the reason that this is such a underwhelming refresh versus what they might have done otherwise is purely based on silicon availability i i think if covid hadn't happened and the manufacturers hadn't shut down and then one of the manufacturers hadn't had a fire when they reopened I think you see a more powerful processor in there. I think you see more RAM in there. I think it's just a market reality. Yeah. Maybe that's me making excuses that they don't deserve, but that's my working theory. I also think they could. I, I don't waiting know. For us. Yeah. The other, the, the other um, thing that they could be working on, and that's just me talking out, uh, out of my ass, is that maybe they are waiting on some battery prototype that will give them like a better battery life because let's face this, the Nintendo Switch in portable mode doesn't have the best uh, battery life out there. So maybe yeah. they have to pair that uh, that new chip with a better battery or do something like to the motherboard so it is more efficient, like what they did uh, with the original Switch model and the V2. Yeah. I mean, look, just keep an eye out for a bunch of cheap parts whenever they come available, because then you know Nintendo's working on some new shit. Like, I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure this was because, yeah. like, the company had a bunch of OLEDs, and they were like, time to strike, you know? Like, <laughs> they're cheap, let's get them! Uh, which is, like, how the Game Boy was made, right? Like, I, it's how Nintendo does a lot of their stuff. I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I feel like the next thing we see from Nintendo is gonna probably be a dud. I, I just... This Plus is what Nintendo cycle, fucking it? does, you know? They get scared, and then they release Wii U, you know what I mean? And like, oh, Nintendo no. 3DS, and you're like, cool. It's actually, when you actually play it, it's nice. Um, but then you're like, well, what the fuck is this? So like, you know, like, I have a, just how a bad feeling. How do they Wii U the Switch, though? How do, they, how do they fuck that up? Well, they put out Switch 2.0. And then they focus their new games on that. But the reality is that everyone's playing this. It's how they did it with the Wii U. Because, like, honestly, you could just release a, another Switch that's more powerful. But everyone's like, I don't want it. I have my Switch. Why would I go play this thing? They can't transfer enough people over to the Switch 2. 
um, development stalls on it. People just sort of focus on the Switch and then they just vanish and run to Microsoft and Sony. It's what happened on the Wii U. Like they put out and, and they bungle the marketing. Like that's one of the big things. Nintendo's names are bad. <laughs> I mean, Microsoft probably takes the cake, but Nintendo, <laughs> bad. Like the new, okay. So we have the 3DS. We have the 3DS XL. This is a segue, by the way. I like we have, it. Yeah, we have the uh, 2DS, the new 2DS XL. The XL. new Nintendo 3DS. The new Nintendo 3DS XL. What the motherfucking shit? <laughs> like, it's just like, I, I am confused. I straight up still have a hard time sometimes thinking, wait, which one's which again? <laughs> like, wait, what came first? Oh, right. The 3DS XL is just a bigger version, but they did actually change a lot from the 3DS. So that one was a revision. Anyway, if you're a consumer, well, no, it's the just XL a lot. came along at the same time, didn't it? it was no, more it didn't. Or less identical. No, no, it's not. It's quite no. different. It's quite different from the 3DS. The 3DS was what's different functionally. It's identical functionally, but uh, not form wise. Like in so, oh, sorry, Paolo, you want to go ahead? Yeah, like form wise is like one of the things they fixed. It was like uh, that when you close the 3DS. Mm-hmm. It, it got like these lines for, uh, from the frame from the bottom screen mm-hmm. on it imprinted. And yes, the, the 3DS one, itself, it was oddly shaped, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, the, and this one, like, just uh, fixed the problem. I don't know, like, the other things like the 3DS XL did, but I do know that the bigger screen does take uh, more advantage of the 3DS, the uh, 3D functionality of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier to see on the biggest display. I remember hearing. Yeah, and like it, it just it had a much better form factor because the 3DS itself was like really kind of like sort of like blocky and like kind of cut into your hand a little bit. Yeah, whereas the 3DS XL had this good bezel, and I also believe it had better cameras. um, Which who gives a shit? But um, (laughs) you know, uh, it did have those cameras anyway. I know, right? Yeah. The one thing I'll also say that I did prefer, the 3DS XL put the uh, microphone jack over to the left-hand side, whereas the 3DS was directly in the middle, which is just a bit weird. You know, you're like, ooh. So internally, not a whole lot, but like, it it, it just felt a little, it just felt a little odd. I Mm -hmm. I preferred it because it like went off to the side for me. Just because when you think about where your headphones, like if you have uh, plugged in ones, it's usually the headphone plugs into the left side of your uh, headphones. And so if mm-hmm. you actually put that on the left side of the Nintendo, uh, of the DS, it actually like trails better than if it's like in the middle. It's just kind of gets away. It's a small thing, but it actually makes a difference. If you say so. <laughs> yeah, from what I've done with it. This is, a, this is another example of me waiting though. So my brother bought the, um, the black Zelda special edition of the, of the Vionetta 3DS because um, he wanted one. He wanted to play Ocarina of Time on that. And I, I tried it. I've, played a few of the, the eShop games that he had so I didn't have to rebuy them there. Uh, and it is a it is an odd shape to handle. I bought uh, one of the new variant 3DSs, one of the nipple editions, and was very, very happy with it. Uh, did everything I wanted, mm-hmm. had a slightly faster processor, which was nice. I love the faceplates. I took advantage yeah, of that. Nice. On, and that, that's, that's one instance where the XL variants are different because the mm-hmm. new 3DS XLs didn't have a faceplate that you could change at all. Yeah. Um, whereas the, the smaller one did. Sad, the 2DS XL Pardon? looks a little weird when I look at it. Like It's like a smartphone. It is strange. It's almost like it's come full is circle it? back to the oddness of the Vionetta, yeah. And most of them have weird texturing on the back as well. Yeah. You, you can tell it's sort of more kid-aimed, 
even though for people who weren't bothered about 3D, it's like the best one to get. Well, because my um, thing, though, is like, even if you don't like the 3D, I personally do think it's weird to not get the with the 3D because like... The... Some of the games. You've got to remember the time though, because nice people were people yes. were weird about the 3D mucking up children's eyes. And um, when you're talking about parents and what they're buying, if you yeah. can say, "Hey, there's 3D," but if you if you don't even want to think about that, yeah. here's this little doorstop one that doesn't have it. Oh, no, no, and then we get closer to the end, and like, here's the better version of the doorstop. It looks a bit more like the normal one now. Yeah, sorry, I, I understood Ooh. the 2DS entirely, like the the first one. It was just the later one, like. It looked to me, I was like, who's this for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I get yeah, 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 you know? I was like, who's this for? I don't, what? <laughs> yeah, like, my yeah. sister, my my older sister has a 2DS, mm -hmm. and it feels so light, it feels cheap. I don't know. Like, it is a very, very light system, and I guess, like, for long playing uh, sessions, it is better in some regards. But since they wanted to make, like, a 3DS, but cheaper, it also feels kind of cheap in some regards. Like, mm. I don't know what it is about the screen. It's, mm. Maybe it's because, like, the entire top screen is, like, one big screen. Yeah. yeah, so one of the interesting things about the 2DS is that it isn't actually two separate screens. It's a big screen that just displays oh, yeah, two separate images. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. Yeah, it is. Yeah, funny. I actually saw someone, like, opening one, and... It is hilarious, like how they they like. I don't want to say they tip, they chip out, but they kind of did. Like, oh no, that's absolutely what they did. Like by tape, <laughs> like by literal tape, they divided the the, the screens and then like program the thing in a way that the 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 top part of it displayed like the the, the screen one and the lower part <laughs> of the screen two. I mean, yeah. the yeah, the 3ds to me was just sort of like. They were just kind of a confusing line. Like there was just a lot of them, right? And like it was sort of like, I think even when I bought them, because I bought an XL. I don't think I ever had a, uh, the original 3DS. I think I just remember playing one of my friends because like he let me try it, and I was like, I don't, I don't like it. But then I got the XL and was like, oh, I like it now. <laughs> uh, but I think also like the new one came out around the same time, and it was like much more expensive, particularly in Canada. And I was like, huh? Why would I do that? So I was just like, think it was at a time when nintendo like i had no nintendo consoles the 3ds got me back into nintendo and god i love that little thing anyway sorry this is i don't want to this is a love fest yeah it it, it speaks yeah. to the nintendo's um inconsistent marketing but it also mm -hmm. uh on the on the point of the 2ds speaks to the the idea of console revisions that remove features but then conversely can also be some of my favorite in spite of them so i, I did list them out in the show notes uh we don't necessarily need to go through all of them but um well two why of my we... favorite do you want to go backwards in time? Because we're going to hit a bunch of these anyway. Yeah, I mean, I, I was aiming backwards anyway. I'm aiming sort of back to the, the DS and PS. Oh, era, perfect. So. Let's do the DS. Yeah, let's hit it. So the, the DSi obviously removed the, the GBA slot, but the PSP alongside it, they had the PSP Go that removed the UMD drive. But mm. the PSP was blown wide open um, in terms of piracy and everything <laughs> else. So uh, that doesn't matter. As long as you don't mind the 16 gig limit, because those M2 memory cards that it takes are nigh impossible to find, and there's not really a, a normal adapter of them. Um, you can put emulators on it. You can put whatever sort of um, UM ISO files for like games yeah. you want on it, and so it becomes like the perfect portable because mm -hmm. you've got all the games there. You haven't had to pay through the nose and, and juggle the PSP's terrible implementation of PSN. Um, mm -hmm. to get the games 
Uh, and it, it's just a wonderful, wonderful console and wonderful form factor. Even the, the tiny analog stick, they actually managed <laughs> to do really well in that shape. Um, I love my PSVR. I play it semi-regularly. It, it's well, very, say, very good. Both the Vita and the PSP had some pretty good revisions, I think. Like, I mean, the Vita's revision to the... with I mean, yeah, you lose the OLED screen, but like you said, I've got both, and I'm going to be honest with you. Unless you put them next to each other, that I mean... The OLED obviously looks better, but like it's not fucking night or day better. It's like, oh yeah, that's slightly it, better. <laughs> that's where not, I not enough have that you're playing. I was gonna say, I know you agree, pal. I know you disagree. Yeah, yeah but because you disagree. Like, you're outnumbered it's... basically. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same. I've never, I've never sat playing my LCD model and thought, oh, this would look better on the OLED because the LCD still looks great. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, you, everything else you, is better about the LCD yeah. version. No, but the LCD like it still looks better. But I really miss having the OLED because my OLED Vita are gonna die. Because uh, at least I tend to play like many games that are either visuals or like games that have like very vibrant colors. Okay, and they pop up so much more on the OLED that it. it to the point that I actually consider, like, oh, maybe like a switch hole, it could be nice. But then I remember I had two other switches, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Also, like, yeah, there's not the enough pricing. to justify a new switch fee. Yeah. Like, also, the fucking pricing, like, it is only fifty bucks more, like, uh, in in the US. I don't know how much more expensive it's gonna be, like, for you two guys. Yeah. But here, like, a regular Nintendo Switch is already like a Four hundred fifty dollars. So I, I am, I am expecting that the OLED is gonna like either take like anywhere from your left kidney to your firstborn child. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, one of the things that I actually so like I, I wasn't a huge fan of the DSi. I just didn't understand like what the point of it was because it was it came out like about the same almost the same time as the 3DS did, and it was like the 3DS had. It, pretty fucking close like they're way closer than it was at least eight I, it, the 3ds might have been announced very close but the dsi was out a while before because the the whole eShop thing was a thing like my brother had one and, and made good use of it so oh um, wait sorry like, yeah i'm totally wrong it, it was like years and years <laughs> and years before that oh no no wait yeah, actually like, oh wait hold on well, the 3DS ah, came out in 2012. No, it wasn't that long, actually, because the 3DS came out in 2011, and the DSi came out in 2009. So it actually wasn't yeah, that so long. Yeah, there's at least... Um, what's probably conflating it is that the 3DS would have been announced very, very yes, close. Yes, and I think that's... you've got the lead in. Yeah, that's why, for me, it felt a little odd to, like, go and buy one, because it was like, if you get a DS Lite, you get all of the, like, you get the GBA support, you get all that stuff, and then you know the 3DS is coming, so it's like, you know what I mean? But anyway... Teach your zone. I love the DSi. The DSi sorry, is looks to me like such a pointless quote unquote upgrade because it is it looks more like a downgrade to me. You lose the GBA slot, and there are DS games that use that slot for accessories. Mm, accessories. Yeah, like so, Guitar Hero. Why? <laughs> What's, yeah. what's the thing with this? I, it, I think it has a camera, but what else? Well, it has a camera, and it had um, the first incarnation of 
um, the, the eShop in DSiWare. Yeah, the SD oh. card slot. See, the SD card slot, that's that a big the trade-off, too. It's more powerful on the inside yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, although you, you, you didn't see it in normal games. Things from it. What I will say is, I think hackers, like you said, for the PSP Go, uh, love the DSi because suddenly it was... <laughs> All bets were off. Very you put that SD card in there and it was like, you didn't have to do the stupid Game Boy Advance fucking like, uh, you know, there was lots of ways to like hack your old DS lights with the like Game Boy. Like, anyway, there's a whole lot of different ways of doing it. But like SD card was just like, pop it in, pop it in, you done. <laughs> you know? Let's go, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I would say arguably for me, the greatest goddamn hardware revision Nintendo ever made was the Game Boy Advance SP. Like that thing was incredible because think too like game boy advance you got this thing and yeah form factor feels great but you still didn't have a backlit screen then in comes and it this, takes double a's right takes double a's then you got this motherfucking rechargeable battery backlit screened goddamn fits right in your freaking pocket gorgeous looking thing that hardly even looked like a game console especially when it came out at the time this shit looked like you got your new the new apple whatever especially if you got the ags 101 which my god that had an excellent screen on it that thing is like i still love this goddamn thing looks great doesn't play great those shoulder buttons are horrific there's no travel on the face buttons and i'm reticent to give nintendo praise for adding a backlight back in that they took out of the Game Boy Light oh, and yeah. decided not to put in for three consoles afterwards. Yeah, to be fair, and no one got I... the Game Boy Light except Japan, right? Yeah, but that that's not the fucking point. Like, they'd fixed oh, the yeah. problem and then they unfixed it again for the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, which... Wait, the like... Game Boy Color doesn't have a backlight? No, 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 it no. doesn't. No. Oh, no. Lord, no. The original, yeah. the original Game Boy Advance is, like, one of the most ergonomic consoles known to man. And it's only with like aftermarket, like IPS backlit screens that yep. it becomes perfect. Yes. Um, the micro also had a backlit screen, but they took away the, the Game Boy backwards compatibility because that was yeah. a separate chip. Yeah. <laughs> I love that form factor even more, although I recognize that it is a little bit of a cataract inducing screen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what I'll say is like, because I totally, I totally know what you mean with the Game Boy Advance, like with the buttons. I, I like those buttons, weirdly enough, um, just because they're big enough for me. Like, I find that I can use them totally fine. And I find that the shoulder buttons, my fingers actually rest really nicely on them and like I can just pop them down really easily. So I, I've liked them, but I get it. It's like, but I mean, for instance, it's like how I don't like the Vita's buttons because I'm like, they're so tiny. But I also see how. Like like, the Vita's what? You don't you like the Vita's buttons? No, no, no. I, I hate those things. They're I so, definitely they're so said small. before. Yeah. I they have great travel, though, which the Game Boy SP buttons just don't. But I think this is the difference, right? Like, I think there's there's two things you can kind of enjoy, right? Like, do you want better travel or do you want, like, that better feel more, um, just even more surface area? And for me, the more surface area is important. Uh, my little, my little, my fingers go on those little buttons and I'm like, God damn it, where are they? <laughs> um, that's just me, though. But yeah, actually, speaking of the Game Boy Color, that, funny enough, <laughs> and there's this French book, L'Histoire de Nintendo, um, Volume 4, which by Florent Gauche. is what that translates to. Yeah, pretty easy to understand. <laughs> um, and he talks about how, like, the team who made the Game Boy Color were, like, frankly embarrassed by it because they thought it was <laughs> just really shit. Like, they were like, this is such a bad half step. This is, like, we put color on it. Like, you know, <laughs> they were, like, like, they, like, they were kind of embarrassed. Like, I guess they were just sort of for it. Like, they needed to put something out. Um, and it was because it was such a half step between, like, and ironically enough, it's become one of, like, the greatest. But I would I would say... It's it's some like it's one of my favorite con uh, handhelds, but it's also because the Game Boy is so great, right? Like it's just a more optimized Game Boy, right? Like it's yeah, that's all it is, you know. It's not it's not a fucking new game. 
Um, yeah. Uh, and then the one that we skipped on our way back, well, there's two that we, three that we skipped. So we'll, we'll go back forward. One handheld first, um, oh. the much maligned PSP E1000, aka the Street Edition, which was like the last hurrah of the PSP. So um, they made the UMD cover and the battery cover the same thing. Um, they made the speakers mono instead of stereo. The buttons on the bottom, it was basically like the equivalent of the Wii Mini. It was the cheapness mm. model. Um, and that's a nice transition to the Wii Mini, which was the cheapness model because they took out... Did they take out internet connectivity? Yes. Or am I making that up? I they know, did. They I know did. they took out the GameCube buttons and they took out like various bits. Although I do love the way it looks. I would, I'd, I'd have no reason to use one. Uh, and obviously now the, the internet connectivity is neither here nor there because those servers are, are gone unless you want to jump through. Yeah. Online, I mean, are. I get this one a little bit like because they didn't have the online functionality or the SD card or anything like that. Um, and it only had one USB port. But like, like I get the concept where it's cheaper. Um, but what I don't fully understand is like they already released a revision, which was called the Family Edition, right? Which had removed the GameCube one and I believe was like a little cheaper too. So I'm I'm just kind of like, you're really stripping this thing down, like, like uh, which maybe I don't know how it did. I, it was apparently it was um, tested here in Canada. I don't think it did great because I. I but okay, you know. Also, I think everyone owned a Wii. You know what I mean, like, and this is also the problem. Yeah, that thing sold gangbusters to start with. Um, yeah, it wasn't that the, expensive. The, no, <laughs> and then the last one, and, and this is a really interesting one to me. Um, obviously, the PS3. And the revisions removing PS2 backwards compatibility mm-hmm. and Linux support, which I think they, was, they were subject to a lawsuit over. Um, yeah, because it was too easy they... to jailbreak it with Linux. Uh... Yeah, it was like, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Dead. I think. But didn't yeah, they, but... they do like a weird architecture? So it wasn't supposed to be like jailbroken as easily or something like that? Well, I mean, I know be. it didn't work because you, you, like a, you look at the PS3 and it is jailbroken. Yeah, I but, mean, but yeah. still, it was harder. I think. Uh, yeah, I, I actually. So I have a slim one. They, they made the super so, slim, which was weird. But <laughs> like, oh, I had one. It's fine. It's just it doesn't feel good putting discs in and out of it. Yeah, that top thing where it slides back and forth. I'm like, I don't trust like that. Um, <laughs> uh, it was fine. I mean, if the HDMI port hadn't gone on it, I'd still have that one. That's Fair. the only reason that I swapped out for a slim. But yeah, sorry, go. On. Well, I was going to say, I don't actually have much of an issue with, like, the P- so the PS3 and the Xbox, I think, made good revisions, um, except for that last one. The last Xbox was, what the fuck? Uh, the, like, the 360. Like, they made the one that looked like the Xbox One, which we all just have a collective forgetfulness of the Xbox One. Yeah. Uh, although, those revisions were also really good. But, like, I had an Xbox Elite, 360 Elite, which is the black one, which had, like, the, the bigger... Um, storage yeah which i loved that thing and then i switched to an xbox 360s which was like the really sleek one and fuck man that was a console i still have that console it's fucking sitting in storage somewhere that is a dope console it looked excellent worked great never red ringed because we remember the red rings um and like was just excellent like and this is the thing like there's been so many good revisions recently like when i think about consoles in recent years most of the revisions have been good like i would say even the ps um 4s revisions have been quite nice they had the slim and then they had the ps4 mm. pro uh, i don't like the ps4 pro looks sort of funny like i was like you're making a ziggurat like what is this thing <laughs> it's like a pyramid but it works great and it has lots of good stuff and then i would say the xbox one's um revisions are phenomenal like they had really great ones like the xbox um 
shit, what's that one called? They, I mean, their names are stupid, but the Xbox One S was like really uh, kind of beautiful. One X, you're thinking, isn't it? The One X was There's like the... There's a One S first. The One X and One S. The One S is the one that doesn't take uh, CDs. And that thing no, no, no. looks clean. No, no, no. Like... The One S took CDs. The One S? CDs. You're talking the about the series. The series is that are different, yeah. yeah. Oh, Thanks, sorry, Xbox. Um... Yeah. Thanks, Microsoft. Oh, never mind. But, yeah, the, the, but, one, the one S looks like green. And yeah. It, it is a beautiful console. It was 40% smaller than the than the one Xbox One, and it had 4K capabilities, right? And like, I don't know. And then they had the One X that came out, which was just like the beast, right? Like that was the one mm-hmm. that was like, it, it was it was all black and powerful. And so you start to see where the Series X and Series S comes from, right? They're, the, the Series S is like the white ones. The <laughs> Series X is the black ones. They're more powerful. Um, and so I just, I don't know. Like when I see that and like I see what they were capable of in 2016, <sighs> I come to like... Are you coming back to why a Nintendo not doing more? Is this yeah. your full circle? And I get it. I get. I get that Nintendo doesn't really need to, right? I know that they do their own little thing. They also like, made a tablet with a HDMI out. It's slightly different from like a console. A tablet. And this is the problem. Right yeah. That's basically what it is. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But I also think that you could do stuff with the dock. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can do shit in the dock to make it work better. Like. Um, I think hell, they do you that do with an the upscale, right? I think they do that with the Switch too. I think they do. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the problem is how you do this without it being super expensive. But the, the technology is already there with home computing, where yeah. you have like an external GPU. And it, or from a technical standpoint, there's no reason why you can't build that into a dock. From a practical <laughs> standpoint, uh, from a from a financial standpoint, from a pragmatic standpoint. Um, I don't see how you do that at cost for what Nintendo wants to do and for the demo that they want to sell to. And I think no, no, that no. ultimately will be the problem because an eGPU costs as much as a Switch. I think it, even if you don't include the graphics card, definitely if you do include the graphics card. And so you want them to include all that alongside the tablet, alongside the Joy-Cons yeah, at a competitive price. But that's Nintendo's Maybe for problem, the two they do. <laughs> that's very yeah, true. about the Switch that it is like more complicated is that you want the games to work well both like on dock mode and on handheld mode because that's the thing of the the, the system, the switch. It's and the thing is, and if, its greatest weakness. You, yeah, but if you want to make like a dock to to make a switch pro or something like that, where uh, what would happen if they want to make a switch light pro, like a power a more small like a smaller more powerful system, like how would you do that if you do the 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 GPU or CPU escalation on the dock? That's yeah, where um, I think there's like this kind of model in it. But that's actually so nice. if, could... if it runs hand if it runs handheld on the main, it'll run handheld on the light as well. You just won't be able to take advantage of the eGPU dock. Whether they do that yeah, as a separate thing, even, but then that's added confusion. That's the Wii U problem all over again. And this is honestly just get yeah, an upscaler. That's thing, like that's... <laughs> put an upscaler in the fucking dock, man. Like even it just yeah, do that, you know? I... Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I can see them doing the upscale because Nintendo being uh, Nintendo. Like I can I can also stupidly uh, see them like doing like a dock only switch that is more like a box <laughs> or something like that. Because of how they already did the, the switch light uh, that, that, that's already mm. a switch that doesn't switch. Yeah. So <laughs> they could go like to the other extreme and make like a a powerful box that runs games better. But then like 
people will start asking for a tablet that runs games better because like I want my my games to look pretty like both portable and on, you know, on the dock on the TV. That's the thing. You're giving you're making me think here because like I have the Switch Lite and Thank and you. a Switch and um it is dangerous. Uh, my Switch like the saves transfer over right and so like yep. um quite easily and efficiently. Mm-hmm. I could see a world where they have a docked powerful switch that you then just transfer your saves over to a not as intense version that you can, that you travel with you, right? Like your switch light or whatever, your switch too light or something like that. I could see a world where they did something like that, but I also just who fucking knows what Nintendo's going to do. You can't predict them. They just do crazy fucking shit. They just kind of like go like ah! <laughs> and really when they're how they do that. Yeah. Sony already did it once again with the Vita. Whether it's PS4 cross save or whether it's PS TV and transferring those saves with PS Plus, again the Vita did it first and did yeah. it better. Go and buy a Vita. Yeah, I think the issue is that like what happens is like I totally agree. It's just that Nintendo often simplifies the process, right? Like that's just kind of <laughs> like what they do. Except they... when they don't, like transparent yeah. pictures. <laughs> Or like fucking party chat where you need a separate app. What cretins? I know. Yeah, like what the fuck? The, the Vita already had like the messaging app. It still works today. You can and the way oh, it I've doesn't been anymore. They've disabled it. it. I'm really sorry. They've literally just disabled the messages. No, those bastards! <laughs> I hate them. But like you literally last... this last week. Oh, I'm gonna fucking cry because I I I love to like send screenshots with uh, with my other friend that has a Vita. Hmm. Not anymore. It. I'm sorry. Uh, but at the very least, like it is very easy, like to tra- to just plug your Vita and your PC and transfer all the values you you want, mm-hmm. and you can back up your saves with on, either on a computer or I think it was at a PS3. Yeah. I mean, we're, all, think. we're also hitting up against the fact that Nintendo is aims itself as a family company, right? So they always have to do these sort of workarounds to be like, we don't want you know, you to turn on the game and have some kid. <laughs> Cause like, look, I grew up on the 360. I had people calling me every type of terrible word possible. The minute I turn on my microphone on fucking Xbox 360, it was a, it was a nightmare. Like you've never been called as many slurs as humanly possible in less than like <laughs> five minutes than playing call of duty on an Xbox 360. Like, Oh shit. Oh my god! More like I was like, well, I'm never turning that on again. Uh, but Nintendo, you, you tie yeah. audio to parental controls. It doesn't have to be like a separate app. It's still stupid. No, I, look, I agree with you. But Nintendo wants to make it like you said. It was like with the 2DS, right? They want to make it easy. They don't even want you have to say, oh, well, you have to do. They just want to say, don't worry, it's not a thing, right? You know, which do I love that? No, I, I hate it, <laughs> and I think it's a, I think it's kind of a lazier way of doing it. But whatever. All I could say is this was another hey, friend codes. Oh my god! Oh no no no! They no. still kind of exist. Switch. Yeah, they're still but there. Ever... It's switch codes. Sorry, Bala. Do they? Yeah, it's switch codes. Yeah. Yeah. So you can also add oh friends. God. Like if you already have them through the years and you have like the same account on both systems, you can add them that way. Or if you have them on social media and you know like someone in uh, which. We actually yeah. do with the Automerma that you can just Facebook integration. Uh, it, yeah, it it has some some kind of integration. So you uh, look at the tab that is like people you you may know and 
if they have a a, a a suite connected to that social account, you can like send them a friend request. Yeah. Honestly. Basically, don't trust companies. Um, yep. <laughs> and so don't really pat them on the on back. Hardware revisions. Yeah, there you go. Um, and why Alex doesn't like the OLED. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I will love it in your stead eventually. Yeah. Well, look, obviously, it, if you if you don't own one, yeah, go ahead. Um, <laughs> It's funny how we have the whole spectrum that Rick is like, oh, right. I can I can get like the better switch right away. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I don't particularly care about it, but it is nice. Alex, on the other hand, is fuming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I just refuse to be. People are like, oh, yay, yay, yay. And they're like, mm, Nintendo, let me suckle that teat. And I'm like, fucked off. I'm not doing that shit. <laughs> I'm like, no way. <laughs> like, I'm calling it as I see it. Um, I mean... Respect for you, Rick. I'm glad you get to enjoy it because you don't have one, so enjoy it. Um, but I'm just like... Yeah, I, I did all of that for the past three years when I was like, I know a better one's coming. Enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually... I feel slightly vindicated because I'm like, all right, maybe buying the Switch Lite was the right choice. So, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, nice, because it's what I wanted. Because um, I would never get rid of that D-pad. D-pad for life. Um, especially because indies are so good on it. And that's the only thing that'll be viable to play on it in the future anyway. So, moving on, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about, let's do this kind of quickly, on uh, the question for this week from Findorp, which is, what's your favorite gaming company? I'm going to rattle this off real quick, because it's a new one for me. Again, I don't worship companies. They can do good, they can do bad. Uh, one that I've been enjoying recently is Finji. Um, they're a little husband and wife team in Michigan, I think, and they're behind um, good old uh, Chicory which I loved, and Tunic Ooh. and Night in the Woods, um, Overland, Wilmot's Garage, like a whole bunch, Wilmot's Warehouse, that's it. A whole bunch of these like really fun games. Um, and I just like what they're doing with their games. And every time they release something, I'm like, ooh, this is really interesting. You know, like all their games are kind of neat with beautiful art styles. And so I'm like, I like you guys. Um, so yeah, that's that's mine, Finji. F-I-N-J-I is how you spell that. <laughs> About you, Paula? I just think I can guess I wasn't prepared for this one. Go on, who do you think mine are? Vanillaware. Um, there's an argument. There's an argument. <laughs> uh, um, I wouldn't normally say I'm a fan of companies, mm-hmm. and I I would call Vanillaware a dev more than a company. When I think of companies, I think more of publishers. But I I think if we if we're expanding it out to devs, which is probably fair, Vanillaware would be up there. Um, my favorite's probably uh, smelling the outfit called Hoppo Games, H O P O. So they made Risk of Rain, Deadbolt, which if you haven't already, mm-hmm. you should play. It's on Switch, PS4, PS5, PC, Vita, all the things. It's incredible. Uh, they also just made Risk of Rain 2. Uh, every one of their games has been a banger. And they're really good in terms of dev diaries. They have one on Tumblr that they keep updated. I don't have a Tumblr, but I have theirs bookmarked. And I don't know, it's nice to see just a small group of a few people just killing it and just being really happy for them and enjoying their output. And I think that's where I am. If we were to keep it narrow and talk about publishers, I know they're technically Sega now, but Atlas would probably have to be the one. Hmm. What about you, Paula? Yeah, I've been, uh, I was thinking about it and there's actually two, um, but she's like, one of them is like one section of it. Because Nippon ET Software is the one that does the Liar Princess and the Blind Prince and the sequel game to it. 
but there's a, like a specific team that does it. So I'm like, it's not like I'm a fan of the whole thing. Uh, the other one would be Atlas. Like I think out of all the companies, like or maybe intelligent systems, because it is very, it is it is very sad because like each time I find like a company I like uh, the games of, they some somehow like fuck it up one way or another because like intelligent systems. Uh, has some like the fire franchise for ages, and I just don't like three houses. Like <laughs> the, the, the 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 couple of hours I played of it wasn't like really my cup of tea. I might go back and change my mind like later, but right now like it it's a little blemish on uh, the the excellent games they've done so far, and also Atlas. I love the Chimera Tensei franchise. I love. Persona up until Persona 5. And I've heard of uh, things about the gathering port for the HD platforms. Uh, but overall, if you take like those little things out, like the dancing games that don't exist except for the, the actual good one, uh, it's an excellent company. <laughs> I just hope they can like take off those uh, grid input lenses they have right now and actually get their shit together because. When they do like these weird decisions just because they think they're going to sell and not because they think it's an actually good idea, uh, is, is when they like fuck up. I also love that you hate like some of the most revered <laughs> of the like entries for both of these, like Persona 5 and <laughs> Three Houses. Uh, okay, the, the thing about Atlas is like Persona 5 is an excellent game in terms of of how the combat is done mm -hmm. and and the, the aesthetics and the music and all that kind yeah. of stuff. But when they get to the story, they like hammer to some things like, <laughs> uh, so, uh, okay, I'm gonna cut this part. But when they actually like do the story for Persona 5, they either like reuse concepts, mm -hmm. not necessarily good concept, or they try to remake a character in some way and make it shit <laughs> like, <laughs> like i can see parallels between yeah. uh, characters from previous games in persona 5 yeah and let's say which ones that's funny but i i pretty much saw a character and i said oh this is pretty much uh, the discount version of this other character you've been in the game too um, long paula <laughs> uh. Yeah, but 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 uh, that's the thing. Is like there was like so high of an expectation that it just fell flat in many areas. Like, if you play like the previous games, you will notice those things. If 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 you've never played like a Persona game and you play Persona Five, then you probably enjoy it more than I did. So so yeah, like. The way they're being like gathering to to newer fans, yeah, I get it. But then, why do you have to do this stupid amount of DLC? Why do you have to do the dancing games yeah. of Persona three and five and just make it in such an? Uh, I don't want to say an awful manner, but I want to say that Persona four dancing all night <laughs> left the the bar like really high because it actually had a story, We're and not this. The hidden object mode when you have to find this 
stupid carding that characters. Persona Five like, will I, always okay. find a way. <laughs> <laughs> In our conversation. Okay, I'll think I'm gonna like cut like half of that. Sure. Because that's funny. I don't want to like spread salt into the world. <laughs> Uh, it went too mainstream that's all it's too mainstream <laughs> uh well there wow. you go everyone that's interesting you both are big atlas heads i like atlas i just i, I don't think i was of nobody. yeah i wasn't indoctrinated enough in in that world to get into it you know not in a bad way i just you know what i mean it's like with pokemon right like i've been indoctrinated into pokemon so i, I really enjoy them it's just there's some games right it's like monster hunter you know like i bet those are excellent games i just i didn't get into them early enough you know and now it's just oh, it's, yeah it's too big of a hill to climb <laughs> Although Atlas is a weird case, I, I got into SNT when I was like 15, 16, so I, I got it very late, but I, I take the point if it's not for you, it's late? not for you. That's something. not late, bro. <laughs> that's great. I, yeah, compared I to whenever I'm going to Pokemon, it is very I late. Suppose. But I, but that's also kind of when I got into like Ace Attorney and stuff, you know? Like I was like, that's when I was like, Ooh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's oh, move that's on. a company I like, actually. <laughs> yeah, love them. Uh, let's head off to... How long to beat the game? Paola, what are we playing this week? Okay, let me randomize one name. And um, World of Goo. World of Goo. Oh, all right. I got this. <laughs> I don't. Um, Uh-oh. Maybe I'll wait. Uh-oh. I think this was a charter one. I don't remember what that means, but it is a charter game. It is, but it's also one of those with a three-star rating, so I feel like the 100% is going to be disgusting. Oh, shit. Um. <laughs> so I am going to go six hours main or in fact no I'm going to go five hours main I'm going to go seven hours main plus and I'm not going to chance the 100% because I don't <laughs> Alex is giggling like he knows better and that's slightly concerning I mean I don't know I'm not like fully 100% confident but and so the hustle begins. I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> uh, I I think I look up this game, but I can't remember the, the times to save my life. Okay, I'm gonna go five hours main. Do I want to go five hours main? I'm gonna go six hours main. Do I want to go six hours main? I remember this being a charter game, but fuck. I remember one of the time being like double digits. I'm not sure. I'm going five hours, six hours and a half, and ten, I think. Yeah. I think I'm going to go okay. six hours and a half, too. But I think I'm going to go... Do I, want... Do I want to go higher or lower on this one? That is I'm gonna the question. Go... I'm going to go ten hours and a half, or do okay. I want to go nine hours and a half? Nine hours and a half. Okay. Watch that half hour on the main plus screw me. I can just see it written in the stars now. Okay, let's see. Main story, six hours. Nice. Main bus extra, seven hours and a half. Nice. Completion is 14 hours. Booyah! <laughs> did I get all the points? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we all won based we on all what got we did. Points. Yeah. yeah, so I got three points, taking me up to 66. I'm at 64. Alex. 64 pala 55 so my lead has been halved by this week's action but oh. a lead it is nevertheless i was giggling about this because i knew this is a WiiWare game and i was like i'm pretty damn sure because i pl i remember playing this i think back in the day and i was like I, I i knew it couldn't be longer than like fucking you know 
10 hours or so you know what i mean <laughs> yeah albeit the the five hour buffer is the only reason you caught it i knew the the hundred mm-hmm. percent was was chunky i just didn't i wasn't sure how chunky but so that's I didn't want to risk yeah it. that was what i was thinking i was like there's no way i'm like if i do 10 hours that five hours like there's no way it's longer than 15 hours you know what i mean <laughs> and there's no way uh-huh. it's less than that so i was like it almost was though it almost was but it wasn't <laughs> that's, true. that's very true uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, to another. This is a chill episode. This is fun. I liked it. Feels very relaxed compared to mm. our heat wave episodes we've had over the last few weeks. Was it really? Was yeah, it? Yeah. I... Oh, I mean, we got <laughs> heated. And the old. But we got heated in a fun way. <laughs> All right. We got heated while we were heated. Yes. And it, it's still muggy here in the UK, but I do feel a little bit like a human again. And I, I like you say, I think that probably shines through <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah. All right. Well, toodaloo, everybody. We'll see you in a, in a week. Well, you'll see us. Take it week. easy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.